Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Hey, kids, you know what time it is? It's birthday time. It's your birthday. Hey, and we want you to have fun. fun. It's, it's your birthday. birthday. So let's party. <laughs> party everyone. It's your, it's your birthday. birthday. And we want you to have fun. It's your birthday. So let's party everyone. Okay, now listeners, chug those beers like there's no tomorrow. Because if you get stuck in a demonic Chuck E. Cheese, there is none. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy... The show. Welcome back. This is our 153rd episode of Hops and Box Office Swaps, presented by Wabam Entertainment. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we begin our second month dedicated to the great auteur Nicolas Cage, Hops and Cage Match Flops. And what better way to start it than with a movie where he has zero lines of dialogue, Willie's Wonderland. And folks, that is 100% accurate. There are exactly zero lines of dialogue from Nicolas Cage in this film. He is the star, but there are zip, zilch, zero lines of dialogue. None at all. And El Capone Cash is not here this week. He's our Reddit expert. But did anyone get the AMA from Cage, because apparently he did one for the whatever talent uh, movie we're going to do in two weeks on uh, Reddit, where he answered I, a bunch of questions. I read it briefly, and he seems like a lovely gentleman. No, no, well, I Agreed. would definitely hang out with him. That's, you know, without a reasonable doubt. But honestly, I mean, could you ask for a better subject for an Ask Me Anything? This is the same guy who did a really bad movie about medieval times with Hayden Christensen and decided to show Hayden Christensen, the sweet snakes on set and got bit by one. He's like, Oh, that hurt. I mean, he bought a T what did he, he bought the T-Rex head and then he had yes. to give it back. Cause he, he wasn't to supposed it to buy it. Cause it was stolen. It was stolen. Yeah. This is basically what would happen if one of us became famous where we're like, not good enough to be interviewed all the time but eccentric enough to be like hey did you buy uh, like a full on x-wing yeah yeah i did <laughs> i i just want to point out that jared leto so desperately wants to be nick cage that he has resorted to actually walking as if he had uh, a disability to the bathroom in morbius and then staying there for 45 minutes and then walking back with like the crutches and and everything he so desperately wants to be able to to like work outside himself the way Nicolas cage does except he does this method nonsense that just what is the hold up can we back up two seconds what is this story about him being morbius on the set because okay i've read it online and i don't care but apparently he's just creeping everyone out by acting like morbius nonstop. is that really happening yeah so there's there's stories oh my god why why he said well first first, let's stop first off he did the same thing as the joker so yeah Uh, he he sent people used condoms on the set of suicide squad weird he sent somebody a rat in a cage 
on the set of Suicide Squad, and on Morbius because he he you know his his legs are um, he ha- I don't know what he has but muscular dystrophy or whatever whatever it is whatever affliction Morbius has and why? he would literally why for Jared Leto He's he would not do that good little foot long foot all the way to the bathroom <laughs> and then stay there for an hour while everybody waited for him I think it's just it's ridiculous I, like Nicolas Cage not really method like he does method things there's movies where he's been a method actor but let's face it like jared leto thinks he's cool enough to be nicholas cage and he's not g-dubs i think he's the jared leto of this podcast no oh no I think captain the cash is clearly is... the jared leto of this podcast <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah, that's, that that's harsh that's harsh but no hey let's let's dial it back for a second i have two big takeaways from that nicholas cage ask me anything and that is one he is totally game to do face-off, too. Oh, I'm which oh is my God. Awesome. I'm totally yes. game to watch every moment of face-off, too. And personally, he thinks his best work is Pig. Well, I have not watched Pig yet, but he I, said, I've been told I, need, good I need to see it now. I need to see it. That's, Somebody that's, said, that's coming straight from the source. It's on Hulu. Somebody said if you could keep three movies from your filmography, it was Pig. Is it Bringing Out the Dead, the Scorsese mm-hmm. movie? and yes. leaving las vegas which Correct. hard to argue those best actor films, um they're yeah. all very yeah. very good films and i know i recommended both pig i think i recommended leaving las vegas too and i know i did bringing out the dead so yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's a fact but he, but he says he's most proud of his performance in pig he really he it's, said that. it's an exceptional he, be- he believes it's and i quote i believe he says it's his best work yeah he's so, rage yeah. cage i mean the dude's not gonna lie to you about what he did right i mean and, and let, no. and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you uh leaving las vegas was absolutely deserving of a best actor of course it was nod it it's was a, it's a tour it, de force it, it was it was a fantastic performance and you know what elizabeth shoe also great in that and she she, she deserves she credit was she was a great counterpoint for cage way out of type like she was taking a big risk with that anyways as, as you've obviously heard along with me for this mascot massacre are uh, the man who inspired Gus Gorilla's uh, luscious fur, Mayor McCheese. That's very true. Don't make so me sexy. Off. Yeah. And Artie, the alligator's dental hygienist, Chumpsilla. Don't forget the floss and brush, kids. Dental yeah. hygiene is important. Uh-huh. Chomp, chomp, chomp. So, points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Flops. You can find Wabam Entertainment at W O B A M E N T on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Willie's Wonderland is available to stream on Hulu. You should buy this movie. This is a must-have <laughs> in any film collection. Hard uh, disagree. Hard disagree. No, it's free on Hulu. Check it out on Hulu. Buy it. If you have like free Hulu, check it out. Don't buy, buy yeah. everything like T-Dubs, the man who needs <laughs> to own every fucking movie that ever exists. <laughs> I own a lot of bad movies. This would not be what I'd consider bad. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> I know you love Cage, but you have to start. I mean, we're going to get into it, but you have to start admit that there's a lot of bad things in this movie. I could do that, but I won't. Now let's talk beer. Tonight we're drinking Neon Rainbows, New England style IPA from Om Gang Brewery in Cooperstown, New York, which is the home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Neon Rainbows. Cal clock, yeah. Clocks in at uh, 6.7% ABV, which I guess technically falls below the captain cash he's not here approval, so fuck him <laughs> or the mendoza line in this case that's a full spectrum beer the brand uh, sozin line 
Yeah, that is their unicorn, and it features a hazy and irresistibly juicy flavor. It is unfiltered and double dry hopped. I love this beer. Easily three bad movies. Easily. Mm, it sounds fantastic. I tried my hardest to get my hands on it. I wish I could have. I, I, like, I, uh, I was not able to get it either. I am drinking gin. Yeah. Unlike last week's beer, the Galactica, which was so frigging piney and very <laughs> like flavor forward, I could easily, I mean, it comes in a four pack and fours a lot when you're drinking a 6.7% uh, IPA. Yeah, that's I, hardcore. I could drink six to eight of them over three movies. Because yeah. T-Dub's a tough man. He's the toughest yeah. man. You know, when my tum-tums cooperate, look out. <laughs> <laughs> if it's my birthday and I want to have fun, look out. And your tum-tums man. cooperate. Yeah. All right. So Willie's Wonderland was directed by Ken Lewis, who's done mostly smaller fare that I've never heard of. <laughs> yep. What? In fact, he hadn't directed anything for several years uh, before this. It stars Nicholas Rage with Cage as the janitor. You've got Emily Mayans MC, Tosta as Liv. You've got Beth. I was on the speed bus, Grant as Sheriff Lund. Yes, she was on the bus in speed. No, oh, God. <laughs> uh, you've got Rick Wright as Tex Mikado. If Captain Cash were here, I'd immediately assign him that role. Well, Fair. since he's not here, you're allowed Fair. to assign him any yeah. role you want. He's, He's Tex McCoy. Can't object. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a host of other young actors who, I mean, mostly don't matter. These are the principal players in Willie's Wonderland. Uh, this received a limited theatrical release in February of 2021 and grossed just $445,211. When Worldwide, you say limited, do you mean like just one city? Barely. Or? Like, I, I couldn't even tell you the number of theaters, but uh, <laughs> it cost $5 million. It was going to have a wider release, but COVID screwed that up. Um, oh, critics, yeah, this is COVID's fault. Well, they did screen this for critics. Critically, it's, it's, it's 60% on Rotten Tomatoes with 88 reviews. What? That's, that's a lot for a genre film as compared that's, to 19 for last week's movie. That seems like a, that seems like someone tinkered with those scores. 60%? I, I, I agree this is like a 60% movie. I just happen to love it. It's Metacritic is 44 the pinball scenes alone warrant a way higher score. God, way higher. Here we it's go. So good. Nope. So you know, Mayor, it's really high brow fair if you look at it through the lens of being a sequel to Tommy. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So you guys didn't like it as much as me. So now you've got a chance to give it a horrible one sentence description. And what would it be? Chumpsella. Oh, um, <clears throat> okay. I think I have a fairly decent description for this one. A pinball enthusiast with an energy drink addiction and a janitorial job has his strict work schedule rudely interrupted by a bunch of kids with an ill-advised social justice agenda. Uh, all right, uh, Mayor McCheese. Willie's Wonderland is what you get when a very young, confused director uh, gets a hand job while playing Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, uh, mine is, if you guys ever wondered what the subject of the Who song, Pinball Wizard, was doing when he grew up, well, he was murdering demonic animatronic mascots. At the only a, good part of this movie, the only good part of this movie. At a budget Chuck E. Cheese. That, uh, that checks out. Yeah. All right, the actual IMBD description, which is 
quite long-winded, is a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane task suddenly becomes an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. All right, hold on. I want to get in here. Wow. I I have several... Uh, comments going against that description. And T Dubs, I want you to answer. Uh, is he really tricked into it? Considering he just blindly accepts it, like he knows that's his the, fate? the clear subtext of the movie is that he does this on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, let's see the second one. Uh, well, they trick him in all-out all mega survival. Car. No, it's mostly. We're just waiting from period to period of Cage killing more animatronic people, correct? Yeah. No, this is, it's clearly he went here knowing what the job was. Yeah. That's and why. That's, that's how I read it. That's what made me the most mad is that they didn't play that out. But that's that's why I like it because there's so many stupid horror movies where. Well, you like the weird. And I like tired the, I like shot the out and like, come with us to this really weird place. I'm like okay cool and then the next thing you know dwight from the office is a fish man so yeah wait shape of water no nope. house of that a thousand best corpses. house of a thousand corpses <laughs> oh but no now how to say now i don't think he knew what he was getting into uh i mean I just he, he was okay with what he'd got you're 100 percent wrong he knew he, he got his tires popped and then he sat there and waited for the tow truck and then he waited to go to the place and didn't say shit didn't say a word the entire movie so he knows yeah you can't tell me that he didn't know what was happening all right because here's the plot right willie's wonderland begins with a couple suffering interesting interesting at, at the hands of a demonic establishment a lone girl survives years later a nameless drifter is driving through town his car's tires get blown out after going over caltrops the shop who tows him only takes cash one way bullshit. he can pay his debt, work at Willie's Wonderland for the night. Double bullshit. But sure. Thus, our adventure begins. One by one, the janitor viciously dispatches of the heinous Willie's crew. After each encounter, the janitor slams a chug, which is an energy drink, and engages in some mild pinball fun. All right, this is <laughs> This is where it first starts to lose me, where if you spend the first third of the movie making Cage a mute, and he has this weird schedule where he has to drink punch jug. Okay, but you gotta you gotta tell me you have to tell me what that means later. Because he's, he's part of team bringing it. You gotta get his energy back up. That doesn't that that, that is that that's not that's not an acceptable answer. Now you bring up an interesting point here, Mamory Cheese, because on his AMA on Reddit. Someone asked him directly, what exactly were in those cans of the drink you had in uh, this movie? And he said, well, that's not really for me to say. It's more important for you to make that choice as the viewer. Like, what was what do you think was in the can? That's what's more important. Well, I mean, I, so I had that. We all I assume the, it was I energy the, drink, but I, I think you could, you could argue it was beer, too. Who knows? Well, I had, this fan, I had this fan theory where he was like a rival robot. And he was killing all of Willie's Wonderland, and that was his motor oil. And he had to oh, oh, he had to consume that in that time frame before he could go out and start killing again. And then nothing 
I mean, sorry, T Dubs, we're way ahead, but this plot is only about three hard sneezes long. Um, <laughs> like you don't you don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I know it's not beer because it's his pop on the can he hands to the girl at the end of the movie, but we're going to no, get there. I have, several, I have several beers in my house that say certain. pop on the side. I bought them custom to drink in public. So that doesn't count. Do you think he made a custom bag of beer? Anyway, it's, it's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> All right. Well, meanwhile, a group of local teens come to burn Willie's Wonderland to the ground. Also, the largest flaw in the movie why did nobody just burn this place to the ground? But we'll get there because Liv so is the kids girl. Are the dumbest kids in all time. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm cutting you off again, but these are the dumbest fucking kids ever. Oh, they're not. Smart. Hey, this place but... is super haunted. We should probably go die in there because some strangers nearby. But that's the point. Liv is the girl whose parents were murdered in Willie's all those years ago. She was taken in by the local sheriff and forced to endure the town. Does she even know that? Yes, she knows that. Obviously, she knows it's very obvious because she's like, I can't believe you motherfuckers keep feeding this son of a bitch. I yeah, want to burn does, this it place. Does, to it the does ground. come out that she does know, or at yeah, least yeah. like realizes that the town has got a fucked up past, if you will. Because that is what the town is doing. The town has entered this devil's bargain with Willie and his crew of cannibal mascots that will feed you as long as you don't murder people in town. Because, yes, it turns out the animatronics can leave Willie's Wonderland. But that really doesn't come in too much of a role except for Tito the turtle leaves and gets his ass kicked and says, hey, I use my a, balls. So, so, we, does the, uh, so does Siren. Siren can we take a, can yeah. we take a soft time out here and say how lame it is that they can leave and how lame these animatronics are? Like, there's a turtle who no. speaks Spanish. There's hey, the weird eye, like there's the weird fairy girl who has the goofy S- eyes. Siren, <clears throat> Siren Sarah. That's the, the uh. only the only puppet I have an issue with is Siren because the weird fact that they slap like the CGI animatronic head on top of the human actress. It's it it does not fit with the tone of the rest of the film. I oh, have a problem with the alligator who apparently can slither. I have a problem with the well alligator. I have slither. a problem with the, the alligator's uh, fine. I don't even He's know what also... you call it. The guy who can shoot ropes out of his neck. <laughs> no, no, that's Cami the chameleon. That's, that's, uh. Yeah, she's a lady. Uh, and, and the alligator's fine, but maybe a voyeur. But whatever. Well, he's weird. He enjoys he's weird. watching teens have sex, which is odd. Yes. He also enjoys attacking people like the creature from Alien. This movie sucks. Which is one of my uh, favorites. No, this movie's incredible. <laughs> Fuck off, T-Dubs. So this has been going on for years, as we said. Uh, when the sheriff realizes that her adopted daughter Liv is involved, she heads to Willie's. Anyway, Liv comes in and her, her dipshit friends join too. They're essentially the cannon fodder of the movie because you can't have a movie like this and it's only Nicolas Cage murdering animatronics. Some people gotta die too. Well, uh, while also not talking or doing anything else, just well, being they're doing things. They're having the weirdest Nicolas Cage of all time. <laughs> they're also being far too trusting of demonic mascots. Oh, hold on, I take umbrage with that there, Mayor McCheese. This Nicolas Cage performance is nowhere near as weird as Vampire's Kiss. It's no. nowhere near as weird as that movie jujitsu i had to recommend on the pod because i felt compelled to recommend something worse than what we uh, watched. i should watch that sometime i guess uh i think it's on tubi <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so anyway, they all die in a series of semi-cool ways. Once the sheriff arrives, she takes Liv and ties the janitor up, offering him as a sacrifice for Willie and also profusely apologizing for him murdering all of Willie's friends. Uh, but, I mean, we get it at this point that she's a total bag of shit, right? You know, she's I mean, that's, as, as she's yeah. wandering, like she could easily shoot the fucking gopher in the head. She's trying to sacrifice Cage and her daughter, sort of. Hold on, hold on. It's shoot a the weasel. fucking thing in the head. It's a it's weasel. A, it's a weasel. He's Willie is a weasel. It's a weasel. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, again like you can overanalyze that if you have a gun seemingly the mascots don't have an answer for that but although i will say the, the first time let's just take a pause out. here because this is not come up hold on hold on let's take a pause here for a moment there is a mechanic in this movie that we see nick cage's character use extensively when he finishes one of the animatronics it's not a headshot it's not a decapitation. That's he reaches in and reaps out. Yeah, he throat rips. He, right. them. <laughs> Straight he does the MacGruber and he pulls out their spinal column. Sometimes section gotta, of it. You know, you got to rip out some throats. So, so as far as this movie's rules go, that seems to be the finishing move is the throat rip. So anyway. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of rules in this movie. <laughs> Regardless, tied up or not tied up, you can't stop the janitor from going about his business. He decapitates Nighty Knight, snaps the neck of Cammy Chameleon, and chokes the life out of Siren Sarah with his hyper-masculine thighs. Oh, God. Other, mm. other things happen. That's exactly how I want to die as well, yeah. for Including the Liv messing up Tito Turtle, and then we get the final showdown after one last and, imp- and improvised game of pinball. Suffice to say, it is great. The janitor then bashes Willie's head in with a sack of chugs and a snapped mop. I can't believe this is actually how we're going to describe this movie. I mean, it no, that does happen. That's does accurate, happen. listener. This is what really happens. This, this movie's so much fun. Liv walks up as the janitor's on the outside and he gets his car back from the two dipshits, including Tex Mikado and the uh, uh, you know mechanic. Uh, mm-hmm. They ride off into the sunset and Siren Sarah murders herself and the two jerk offs who set the janitor up for this whole fiasco. The end. This movie is glorious. I'm going to disagree hard. This movie sucks so, ass. So the movie ends with Nick Cage's character adopting a high school student. Uh, yeah, Nick Cage's new character apparently just takes over a homeless high school girl, which I guess we're going to be okay with. Well, I can't. She's an orphan. T-Dubs is so. definitely okay with it in some weird way. <laughs> he's a fatherly figure. He's he's a protector. <laughs> I have no issues with him adopting this girl because uh, he'll... He's fatherly in the way that he didn't talk or that he murdered all of the well, gives her chug, cheese characters. He gives her his last chug, doesn't he? That's we don't know what the chugs thing. are. They seem like they're a metaphor. Well, let's let's do this. How many beers to get through Willie's Wonderland? Oh we'll start God, with six, like a solid six. I that's, completely that's understand where Mayor Cheese is coming from there, but no, I, I give this a solid three beers. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. It's kind not of... hard to watch, but I will admit that it's not the most sensical thing I've ever seen. I'd say three to four because there, there is something here and they fucked it up. 
We just did a ton of no. movies that did this before. This movie's perfect. No, you it's have perfect. Cage and you have a great <laughs> idea. Don't fuck it up with like the I'm going to be unique part. Like just run it through a couple sets of writers who are like, hey, I understand that you think that's unique, but also most audiences are going to think it's stupid. So oh. maybe we give him a little background, like five minutes of background. And then they gave him dog like, tags. Oh. He's a veteran. That's well, all we need to know. The rumor is Again, that he's he's Cameron Poe from Con Air, and I it's I'm fucking gonna there. That's firmly the assert it in my head canon that Cameron Poe's wife left him, and so he just goes around murdering uh, animatronic <laughs> creatures. Like, what kills me is that the bat, like the opportunity to give Cage some background. I'm okay if he never talks the entire movie, but like, give me some exposition. And they just fucking don't. So here's the rumor that, that I read online is that originally the character had very sparse dialogue and very nope. little backstory. He had he was one always line, kind of mysterious, which is part of the quiz. Is he, the background chug or punch chug? Yeah, he had one line. That's it. And they so took Kate, it out because it made no sense to keep it in. And well, so it makes Kate's no advice to, to the directors was like, I just don't think you should talk at all. I think he'd just be mute. And that, yeah, and like, he was right. Fucking sweet, Nick. Let's it's, do it. It's incredible. So that was Cage's idea. That, that's not that, incredible. That's the best part of that. If that was the director's idea, like you said, just to be unique, McCheese, I would agree with you 100%. But the fact that it was Cage's idea is like, I don't think my character should have a single fucking line. I think that's great. No. Because it's a Nick Cage move. It's so, a Nick Cage move. Yeah. Oh, let's do a weird experimental movie. I won't say a word. He's the only person that could be in this movie. That's a, a former A-list level star. Nobody else could pull this off, especially well, the people I mean, seen at the end. <laughs> Here's the big thing: the movie's on this po- this podcast, so clearly it didn't go very well. Well, it's a cult. It's a cult classic. Now. Is it? Yes. I agree with you, Cheese, to a certain extent. This movie is not as great as it could be, and I think one of the big issues it has is that it's not an original idea. If this was not a ripoff at the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, I think it would probably be better, in my opinion. But the fact that I know, as a casual observer of pop culture, that this was ripping off another franchise, it just doesn't hold up as well as its own original idea. It just, it's just tough to like it because of that. I know it's ripping off something else, basically. So, anyway. Well, Five Nights at Freddy in itself also ripped off other ideas. Um, oh sure, I mean it's not you know, nothing's new under the sun, but this is puppet, clearly puppet master, for example, dolls. Yeah, but this is clearly the restaurant. Okay. The, now, whatever the jump scares, yada yada. I give it three enjoyment beers. I love this movie, uh, but here's what I'll say: if you are younger than myself and my co-host, this is the perfect drinking game movie. You chug a beer every time he chugs a chug. Every time oh, Nicholas murders a mascot and chugs one of his special drinks, you have to chug a beer. So that Literally. is the thing. Uh, we are going to hear from our brothers in beer over at Hop Nation USA. And when we come back, we've got some lingering questions about the wonderful Willie's Wonderland. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrew. 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 153rd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wabam Entertainment, and we are talking 2021's Nicolas Cage classic, Willie's Wonderland. Here is the first of our lingering questions. Do you survive a night in Willie's Wonderland? If McCheese no. says yes, I'm calling no. his bluff because no. he's There's asleep no goddamn by 9 no. p.m. I'll- I'll say, I'll say, and then I'm ready to go to bed now. No, there's no fucking way. Yeah, you're dead. You're yep. as good as dead. Would, yep. they even, would they even kill you, though, if you're such weak prey that you're asleep in the ball pit? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd start napping in front of the entire show. So it'd be kind of a weird thing where all the, the willies performers decide who wants to eat me. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm already asleep. I don't give a shit. Here's what happens. The, the music comes on and you're like, can't your you birthday, see I'm trying to sleep? And you're gonna have fun. It's your birthday. Turn that damn music off. So before we go to Chimpzilla, I will say, I give myself at least 50-50 odds. I've got the capacity to stay up through the night. Do I want to clean that much? Absolutely not. Do I want to fight that much? I guess it depends. As a man who has worked with you in several jobs, I would also give you a 50-50. Because I feel like you could probably hide for most of it. But at some point, you're going to get tripped up and not know how to like get out of a situation. Considering the, the size of those air ducts, I can easily escape. No, the, Also, that's bullshit. I, I meant to make a comment on that. Considering I work in the HVAC business from time to time, there's no air ducts that big. No one can crawl through these things. I I did have like a question in my mind about that. Like, what is it with movies and giant air ducts? No, yeah, no, they they, <laughs> they don't fucking exist in real life. That's no. not how big air ducts are. Air ducts are very yeah. tiny, and I mean, even in giant like McLean style skyscrapers, the air ducts are still only like a one by two, like. One foot high by two foot wide. Yeah, no, it's it's absurd. Uh, so, Chumpsilla, do you think you survive a night in Willie's Wonderland? No, absolutely not. All right, well, which is which is tough for me to say because I think as far as horror movies go, I think I could probably tough some out. Chumpsilla's got a gorilla thing, so he's probably going to go straight in on the ham gorilla. Uh, I'm just saying that chameleon chick with the tongue, she's got me. I'll get distracted. <laughs> There's a lot of strikes against McCheese for sure, but I, I thought you would like at least give yourself a little more credit. I know for a fact McCheese would find whatever frozen pizza he could. What the fuck are you going to pick on me for? I already told you. Yeah, that seems like a low blow. <laughs> well, he would fall asleep, leave the yes. oven on, burn Willie's to the ground, but not asleep. Oh, no, no, no. I've never, I've never fallen asleep with the oven. I'm very good about that. But yes, too. I would also. Yes, did in college. Wait. And there was a black of a frozen piece. It was a pitch black. No, that was Stu, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Stu. We're sorry, brother. Uh, All right. So which mascot would you least like to tangle with? I have a pretty definitive answer. I think Willie is the answer because he's so powerful. Mm. But Nighty Knight has a friggin' sword. So (laughs) Uh, what? What? I don't know the name. What's the one with the weird... uh... 
whipsaw tongue. Tammy Chameleon. <laughs> that seems like I don't think I want to fuck with her. Dude, that was pretty intense when she just snapped that dude's neck with her tongue. I mean, lame, but if you kind of extrapolate it in like the, oh, that's the possibility. Talk about a French back, kiss. Then, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so what do you think, Champzilla? Well, I'm just saying that, you know, she'd probably lure me in too. That's, yeah. that's a bit dangerous. But no, I will say as far as the creepy visuals go in the movie, um, I did like that they gave Siren the weird black mouth. Yeah, like I thought yeah. that was one of the more like horror centric vibes the movie gave. Like her mouth seemed gross. I wish they would have done something where she like opens it up like a naturally large at some point. I mean, she sort of did, yeah, kind of. But they never really played that up. But I think they hinted at something that was pretty cool there. But I will say though, as far as the animatronic effect goes. The fact that she was clearly just a human actress with a CGI but head was kind of let down. Actresses. Okay. Yeah, but but she was clearly Act not an animatronic. It was, it was just no. somebody's. It was just a person with a CGI head, except for the ostrich. Um, I, I thought yeah, you and know, Willie. The alligator in the air duct was pretty intense. So that was good. That was very alien. Yep. Uh, so best bit of mascot murder by the janitor. We'll start with McCheese because there's one. I, I have a definitive answer for this. Oh, there's a clear answer here. You want to recap them? Um, okay, so you get um, the ostrich. He just kind of fist fights. Uh, Gus Gorilla, he plungers in the mouth before curb stomping through a friggin' urinal. I mean, that was sweet. There was one where he ripped the, the throat out in the middle of it. Well, that was I like the, the I, I did like the curb stomp one. What, I mean, there was only like another one or two. So and there was another night he impales and then decapitates. I would uh, go with the curb stomp. I'm, I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna go with the curb stomp. It's gotta I, be the curb stomp. It is so funny when he comes out of the toilet with the plunger, and just start, starts well, fencing I mean, the, the gorilla with the plunger. The the beginning of that. <laughs> the, the beginning of that is goofy in like the sad way where he's like plunging the gorilla in the face, and you're like, uh, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to find this funny or stupid. And then he curb stomps <laughs> him, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> violently. <laughs> curb stomps him. Yeah. That's intense. It's and that so is by great. far the best kill of the movie. It's so great. Down. Close second would be him beating Willie with the sack of chug energy drinks. Uh, well, I I don't remember you said it earlier, the the one random knight's name. Um oh when Nighty like, Knight gets it pretty when the, when, Well, yeah. when the when the dumb kids come in and they're like, Oh, why are we in here? And then the dude just nighty night gets the fucking kid through the stomach and you're like oh shit <laughs> yeah that, that's a pretty, pretty good bad. kill yeah. that's not bad i mean the, it's 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 quick it's useless but at the same point like it kind of brings the movie back into being a somewhat of a horror and then it totally doesn't do well that's the that. that's the next question is best bit of mascot murder by willie's crew so which of willie's crew has the best kill he sounds like nighty night for you um the problem is I like I'm I'm searching and I'm not finding anything more, and that's because this movie sucks. <laughs> well, you know, I think the other one that stands out just from a visual standpoint is when Willie smokes the sheriff in half. Yes, that was my pick. Yeah, yeah which the CGI not is not great, but it was it was still a pretty sweet kill. He straight up Kentaro's her and knocks her. He rips her in <laughs> half. 
Well, I mean, I think, it, I think it mostly links back to the fact that at this point in the movie, you're like, oh my God, are we really doing this where the whole city <laughs> is making up for a fucking Chuck E. Cheese? And like, we're just getting, we're going to do this over and over again, even though we've found it end of the oh, perpetual cycle of violence. You don't think that there's a kid's restaurant in your hometown that feeds drifters to its demonic animatronic Your hometown mascots. is my hometown. What restaurant is it? And if you tell me in emos, I'll Casa Gallardo, you. maybe? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's certainly a restaurant where each of us lives where the town is just complicit in feeding drifters to stomach. Oh, so, no, no, no. So, so no, just to no. say this for you two, since I know you know you're from the same town. T-Dubs is a weird like aliens run the world oh no lizard people runs the world kind of human no so. i am the least conspiracy he's, he's gonna come out person. with a lot of weird shit on this podcast i'm just saying if you don't think some people have been murdered at your local chuck e cheese you got another thing coming <laughs> we've been to that chuck e cheese off, together smirch the good name of charles entertainment cheese <laughs> <laughs> and secondly <laughs> If, if there was a restaurant in my hometown back in Ohio that had a demonic animatronic problem, it would definitely be the old Rax. Because who doesn't remember Rax roast beef? The fuck are you talking about? Uh, what? Rax. And their kids' meals are called Uncle Alligator Meals. And the this, drinks this cannot be a real thing. Alligator. It's a, Rax. Look at this. Up. Is some, this oh is some Sweeney Todd shit right you. here. You guys this were is eating some very Sweeney Todd. You guys were eating meat pies of your neighbors. Uncle Alligator is murdering drifters as we speak. We got a new meat in this week, kids. <laughs> All right. Last question. There have been rumors circulating about a sequel for this one one word yay or nay no no god no no does not need a sequel yay a hundred times yay i know i said fuck off you're an idiot no a thousand times all right we're gonna take our second break we're gonna hear from our tag team partners over at the double turn podcast and when we come back it's the it's your birthday trivia challenge we'll be right back Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome back to the Willie's Wonderland episode of Hops and Cage Match Flops, our 153rd episode of the podcast. And we are on to the It's Your Birthday and We Want You to Have Fun trivia challenge. It's your birthday. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I was I have, getting into it, T-Dubs. Yeah, dude. I, how can you not have fun with this movie? Because it sucks. <laughs> okay. It sucks. Generally, we have a standard five question multiple choice format quiz to chime in either stick with one of our stalwarts or say gorilla greetings or i my balls <laughs> so number one in june of 2021 a companion comic for willie's wonder Inn was released really it details the backstories of the animatronic characters who published it is it a american mythology productions is it b aftershock comics is it C, Image Comics, or is it D, Sloth Comics? I'm going to shoot. Mary Cheese. Image. Incorrect. 
Farts and tarts. I'm going to go with B. Incorrect. It is A, American Mythology Productions, Damn. and you can buy that on Amazon, but they're running low because this is a cult classic. Wow. 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 Uh, number two, the majority of this film was shot in a desolated bowling alley in this Georgia shopping center. Yes, this was filmed in Marietta, Georgia, not mm-hmm. far from our own Chumzilla. Is it A, Lenox Square? Is it B, South Point Shopping Center? Is it C, Sprayberry Crossing? Or is it D, Phipps Plaza? It's your birthday. Chumzilla. And I'll give you what you want. It's uh, C, Sprayberry. It is Sprayberry. You are correct. Yeah, I, I should go take a picture there for the socials. It's like 20 minutes away. Okay, well, good news. Because if you win this trivia challenge, you get the pinball machine from the movie. Fuck yeah. If I could actually get that pinball machine, I'd 100% have it. But I bet you it's several thousand dollars because of this movie. Well, it's custom. Yeah, and it's custom. Uh, number three, speaking of pinball, the custom pinball machine that Cage plays throughout the film was based on this table from the 1980s. Is it A, Flash Gordon? Is it B, Devil's Dare? Is it C, Time Machine? Or is it D, Elvira and the Party Monsters? I'm going to shoot. Jumpzilla. I think it's B. It is Devil's Dare. Yeah. Uh, For any pinball aficionados, uh, that was apparently a Gottlieb machine. I don't know anything about pinball machines. I'm assuming it's still in the bowling alley in sprayberry maybe just go steal it then (laughs) i'll i'll go see what i can find all right number four it's not too late to tie this thing up uh in the original script cage's character the janitor had one line it came during the final confrontation with willie what was it was it a come at me bro was it b it's not my fucking birthday was it c having fun yet or was it D, parties over? Tarts and farts? Mary <laughs> cheese. Uh, I mean, like three of those could be definitely cage lines. Uh, D. It is not parties over. Ah, that, that was a solid guess, Mary cheese. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think it's C, not my birthday. Uh, that was B, and that is incorrect. It was, damn, come at me, bro. So thank God really? they took that out of the movie. Yeah. Wow. Terrible That's line. That's a tad. Terrible, terrible. Telling line. me with this. The other movie. three I wrote, they're all better. So Hollywood, I'm yeah. available. Well, but Nick Cage here. also liked to just did not say anything. Yeah. Which because come at me, bro, is a terrible line. It is so cliche God, and garbage. It's, it's generic. It's it's super generic. It's yeah. awful. Number five. You have lost McCheese, but this is for pride now. Due to legal issues, Willie's original crew was altered to the one we see on screen. Which of these characters was not part of the original crew? Is it A, Douglas Dog? Is it B, Polly Penguin? Is it C, Orville Orangutan? Or was it D, Pirate Pete? Uh, farts and Tarts. Idea. I believe it's the Orangutan. It is Orville Orangutan. You are correct. That is three to nothing. A whip yes! for Chumzilla. And now you get Hell the pinball yeah. machine that you have to steal and possibly commit a felony to get. I will update folks on Twitter as to the progress of my potential felony. Uh, so apparently uh, Nicholas Cage was really awesome throughout the process of making this movie. And when it came to creating the mascots, he had quite a bit of input. So 
he's he was always there he was never just sitting in his trailer he was interacting with people he was mentoring young actors he sounds like the best dude which his ama from what i've read also sort of indicates yes that he just seemed very cool loves to make movies gentlemen that brings us to recommendations mccheese unfortunately had to drop off but he did say hey he watched jackass forever he highly recommends it and he's currently playing mm-hmm. the resident evil remake like myself and he recommends that chumpzilla what do you have for this week well, I'm going to do some cheap Nicolas Cage recommendations. And they may have come up on previous pods, but I'm not 100% they have. So I don't feel too guilty. But, uh, you know, next week, we got a, a decent Nick Cage movie too. So I'm going to recommend a couple of other decent Nick Cage movies that are only slightly under the radar. Um, the first one is probably one of his earliest like solid comedic efforts which is raising arizona that may have come up before but if you haven't seen it and we're, we're in the middle of this cage assance here check it out it's a fantastic film it's the cohen brothers the cohen brothers yeah the cohen brothers you know fargo the big lebowski oh brother where art thou those guys it's a fantastic flick but also uh wild at heart which, which is you can't frigging stream which is such bullshit it's a david lynch movie it's fantastic why can you not stream wild at heart all right well for me uh, i've got two nicholas cage recommendations and i did post to twitter that i'd recommend some of his uncle's films francis ford coppola so the first is peggy sue got married which is one of his early roles uh which he took some very uh bold creative risks with uh but uh, Peggy Sue Got Married is about a woman who goes to her high school reunion. She wins uh, prom queen again and, and basically faints and wakes up 25 years in the past, giving her the chance to seemingly right the wrongs of her youth. It was nominated for three Oscars. And, and as, as I said, it boasts a truly weird Nicolas Cage performance that I actually think works incredibly well, but it has been debated about for decades. He nailed it. Uh, it also features a very young Jim Carrey. My second recommendation, and in that book that I recommended last week, The Age of Cage, it refers to these three comedy movies he did in the early 90s as like the Sunshine Trilogy, is Guarding Tess, where Nicolas Cage plays a Secret Service agent who is guarding the ex-First Lady of the United States. He's very good in it. It's an understated performance. Uh, Shirley MacLaine plays uh, Tess, the ex-First Lady. A lot of fun. Good movie. Uh, and where's it streaming? That is on 2B. And yes! Peggy Sue Got Married is on HBO Max. So both free to stream. As I've been going through this process uh, and in reading this book, I've been looking for things like, as Trump still said, Wild at Heart, which, as I said, you can't find on streaming. It's tough uh, to find. It really is. But if you get your hands on it, it's worth watching. You have to buy it. Uh, you can do Kiss of Death on Stars, but nowhere else. Uh, honeymoon in vegas is available to rent in standard definition only it's so weird it's like i don't get it like restore film please make these things available it's let's not that be honest hard. somebody somewhere has got to come out with the definitive nicholas cage collection in hd 4k oh yeah um, it'd make money it would make money it's just a pain because i know like the later 90s are, are his a lot of people know his career as like this pseudo action star, but he was doing some, some truly 
great acting in the late 80s, early 80s, and early 90s, and weird acting, but remarkable acting. And some of that is now seemingly lost because it's just not available. Like Red Rock West, I want to, I really wanted to recommend that. I love that movie. He, it's about him as a drifter who rolls into town, basically gets mistaken for a hitman, and then debates whether or not he should steal this money. And you can't stream that movie. And that movie's great. It's got Dennis Hopper in it as the hitman he's impersonating. Larry Flynn Boyle. It's a fantastic movie. It's ridiculous that you cannot watch this movie. Anyways, uh, remember you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Beale Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. Uh, you can find Captain Cash when he's not stargazing aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. You can find Mayor McCheese, who had to leave us early, at HBF McCheese on Twitter. And you can find Chumzilla at Chumzilla8 on Twitter. Uh, hey, you can find Wabam Entertainment at wabamentertainment.com for all your nerd needs or follow them on social, on Twitter and Instagram at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, remember, listeners, in the end, if it's your birthday, we want you to have fun. And also, we may eat you. <laughs> no, it's 50 really. 50. Yeah, you know, it depends on the day. Uh, we'll see you next week for round two of Hops and Cage Mash Flops with the indie classic and the even bloodier and gorier and more fantastic genre film than this one, Mandy. <laughs>